This is the Edify Podcast for the servant. How do you find time for study? Right before I left for preaching school, I remember my preacher that I had growing up for 18 years, Steve McCaslin, tremendous teacher, great expositor, very peaceable man. He told me, he said, Jake, be careful. He said, the brethren will steal your study time. They don't mean to. It's not on purpose. It's not um, It's not derogatory in any kind of way, but it just happens. So let me ask you, how do you find time for study? I know some fellas turn their phones off or on Do Not Disturb when they enter their office and they turn it back on um, when, uh, when it's time for lunch. Uh, I know some guys take a walk in the morning. Uh, and they answer text messages and phone calls from the night before. Uh, when they walk in the afternoon, they're answering those texts and phone calls from the de- from that day. Uh, I don't I don't know what your answer is. I don't know what your plans are, what your routines are. Some of you are simply vocational preachers. Uh, some of you are bivocational preachers, meaning that it's something that you do on Sundays and Wednesdays, and you have to work a full time job. Time management is one of the most crucial areas of stewardship when it comes to a preacher. Not just a preacher, but an elder, too. Um, If elders aren't careful, they'll continue to do deacon work, and they'll still be deacons. So something to be careful of. Um, And they don't have time for shepherding. They don't have time for soul work. But as a preacher, how do you find time to study? What do you do? Do you have a schedule? Do you have a set uh, situation that you set up? We all have lives and responsibilities that are outside of preaching duties. Uh, the work of the ministry is, is time-consuming. We're always on a call. Daily tasks demand our attention. Uh, and, and then there's unexpected events that, that throw our uh, planned schedules into chaos. Uh, I've learned to rest in the providence of God when it comes to my study time and when it comes to peaceable times. Uh, I was having lunch just yesterday. It was Monday. Paul and I went down to, to the Children's Hospital here in Atlanta to see one of our, our teenagers uh, who's having a mass removed from their from their their head from their brain as an abscess, and um, we had lunch with one of our younger members. He's a young professional, and and he was asking how our day was going, and and we were talking about how uh, we had to wait in limbo. So there was a couple of hours there where we just had to wait before we could go see uh, our member in the hospital, and uh, and I kind of chuckled. I said, "We gotta." <laughs> You know, when when the Lord gives you a peaceable moment, take it, uh, because rest assured something's going to happen. Unexpected events are thrown into your schedule and and thrown into chaos. So many people, including church members, they they think preachers don't actually, they don't actually work. They golf during the week or they're doing this or doing that. But if they only knew the truth, see, that's the reality. If they only knew the truth, in reality, most preachers feel overworked, most preachers. Preachers are, are, you know, ministry is stressful, and if we're not careful, we can work so hard that we don't have time for our most important task, which is prayer and the ministry of the Word, Acts 6 and verse 4. As with many important matters in life, we don't have time to study. We we have to make time to study, and I want to give seven pieces of practical advice for for maximizing your study time, and, and maybe we'll throw in another one at the end, but number one, plan ahead. Your study time is already limited. You don't have time to figure out what you're going to preach each week. And next week we're going to talk about, today's Tuesday, it's, I tell you what, Thursday we're going, to, we're going to release one about scheduling our sermons. That's what we'll do. We'll, we'll have a two-for-one this week. Number one, plan ahead. Your study time is limited. You don't have time to figure out what you're going to preach each week. If that's how you operate, then you're operating uh, behind the eight ball. You're operating in a stressful situation that's not good for you. 
your study time needs to be spent studying the text, not finding a text to study. If you're an elder, you're teaching a class, you're shepherding with people, go ahead and be proactive. Go ahead and study, you know, books about suffering or read Job or or go to the Psalms or, you know, go ahead and, and start to to calculate, I'm going to experience this in the next coming weeks. I'm sure there's going to be this situation. What about somebody asking about this kind of sin? Elders, deacons, you, you, you've you got situations, but especially preachers, you've got situations that where you've got to study, you've got to be on top of things, you've got to be well, you got to be well equipped. So plan ahead uh, a month, a quarter, a year. I do that every year. Every November, I go away for one week, and as a respite for me, I flush my mind. I'm praying a lot. I'm considering the church. What do we need? What do we have? I ask the elders, and I plan the whole year. Uh, it's not nitty-gritty. It's not, you know— X number of sermons a year. It's it's not. It's, it's topics. It's themes. It's scriptures. It's it's passages, uh, things that 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 need to be you know um, that need to be said. That need to be had. The goal is to have a planned schedule when it comes to study. That's gonna that's gonna enable you to use your study time and make the most of it. So number one, plan ahead when it comes to your study time. Number two, schedule your study time. Uh, do you schedule meetings? Do you schedule appointments? Yes, yes. Do you schedule sit-downs with folks? Yes. Your study time is just as important as a, as a staff meeting, as counseling sessions, as hospital visits. So begin each week by marking off, off and out of the, the hours that you're going to have to study each day. Determine how long it's going to take to prepare a message. Schedule it into your week. Keep it uh, keep it just like you would your appointments, to, to sit down to study and to write. If, if you have a secretary... Schedule your your schedule with him or her. Ask ask them to help you to guard it. Um, I, I'm thankful Kelly here. When when I tell her that I hold my calls or this that and the other, that's exactly what she does unless it's an emergency. Sometimes they'll call and they'll ask for the preacher. She'll ask, "What do you need?" And she'll say, "You don't need the preacher. You need this deacon over here, or you need to talk to one of the elders." Jake isn't going to be able to help you with that. So I'm thankful that I've got such a a great um, <laughs> a commander at the helm. But have the courage to tell people that you've got something scheduled that you that you cannot counsel that you that you've got to be there, and, and use that scheduled time to get your sermon work done. So number one, plan ahead. Number two, schedule your time, and then number three, steal time. Steal S T E A L. Uh, there are going to be weeks where your schedule is out of control. Stealing time is a good way to make up for the time that you lose to other things. Um, copy down the resources that I, that that you may need from week to week. Put them in a file. Um, if it's electronically, take it wherever you go. Um, steal back as much time as you can when you're waiting for an appointment between meetings or any other time. Uh, take your New Testament and just read the Psalms. Um, you know, read read your passage of Scripture over and over and over and over the context over and over. Um, take advantage of those things. It, it may be only fifteen or twenty minutes, but you're making deposits. You're stealing time. Those minutes are minutes that I can use to my advantage for Sunday. Uh, there's software study tools. Um, it, it, it's even easier if you have your materials wherever you are, taking your iPad with you, taking your iPad mini with you, using your phone. See, I, I have Apple products, so my, my iPhone, my iPad Pro, my my MacBook Air, and my desktop are all synced all together. No matter where I am, I'm taking something with me to where I can study um, make the most of, of any and every opportunity you get to study. Um, next, study when it's time to study. You know how it goes. When you finally get time to study, 
you're blitzed with the temptation to do other things. Scroll through social media, make a graphic, do this, do that. But by all means, resist that temptation. When it's time to study, study. Don't don't web surf. Don't answer emails. Don't don't do any of that. Don't clean your desk. Don't organize your books. Whatever. You get the point. Put 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 your behind in the seat. Get to work. Don't procrastinate. Pray, read, study, think, write. You have no right to complain about the time that you do not have if you do not use the time that you do have wisely. So remind yourself that you will never get this this week back. You're never going to get this opportunity back. So number one, plan ahead. Schedule your study time. Steal time and study when it's time to study. Next is to educate your people. Many, many church members think sermons grow on trees. <laughs> and for some preachers, they do. They go online and they steal it on Saturday night. They put it in the microwave Sunday morning. Bam, there it is. You're a thief of God's people. You're stealing from God's people if you're, if you're that way. There's nothing wrong with preaching somebody else's sermon. There's nothing wrong with, with quoting other people or, or, or resourcing or studying other people. Listen, there's, this is a true statement. There, there are folks who do things better than me. There are folks who, who have discussed passages better than me. They know how to, do, to discern things better than me. I know that. I recognize that. But I implement that. Uh, don't, but I, I don't take their stuff on Saturday. Waste God's, God's people's time, money, effort, trust on me all week long and become a thief uh, of what God has blessed me with. Um, don't, don't get up there and preach from the overflow of what you learned in seminary or preaching school. You don't. Don't, don't do that. Few church members understand what it takes to produce a good sermon. You have to educate them. Talk to your deacons, your elders, your staff, your leaders, uh, your members about your study process. The more they understand what it takes for you to prepare, the more willing and able they will be there to help you. When, when you say that, you know, hey, this, this sermon, I, I, I've, we, I've wept over this sermon all week long. I've studied through this sermon all week long. I, I've told the church that when I got up in, in, into the pulpit. Hey, listen, this, this took me all week to write. I, I've labored over this. Um, a few weeks ago, I, I said that I, I had worked all week on a sermon. Um, but last, but this morning I woke up, it was Sunday morning and I did what Peyton Manning does and call Omaha and calls an audible audible and preach something totally different. I've told folks that, uh, just, just to be honest and transparent, I've got to educate the church that, Hey, sometimes sermons take me a whole lot of time. Sometimes sermons don't. Sometimes the sermon preaches itself. The text is there. Soft hearted members are going to appreciate your labor, your, your prayer, your study, uh, and how you prepare yourself to preach and how you're transparent with all those things. So educate your people on your study time. Next, practice intentional neglect. What I mean is many urgent matters come across the preacher's desk, the elder's desk, the deacon's desk every week. And much of it has nothing to do, if you're, if you're an elder or if you're a preacher, especially if you're an elder who is, who is also a preacher, worthy of double honor as as the king james says um there's going to be urgent things that come across your desk that have nothing to do with prayer and the ministry of the word so you've got to distinguish between what is urgent and what is truly important and learn to neglect some things during the week to prepare yourself for sunday because rest assured you're going to be judged on how you deliver on sunday not what you did throughout the week um you have failed if you go to every meeting that you oversee every detail you respond to every correspondence, but you are not ready to preach. You'll never get this Sunday again, so you've got to prioritize. Next, delegate. In order to practice that intentional neglect, 
uh, without the sky falling around your ministry, because it can, make sure that the, that what needs to be covered is covered by someone. If you have staff to assist you, you have an associate, college minister, um, um, youth minister, connections minister, deacon this, deacon that, elder this, elder that, whatever. If you have to train and recruit volunteers, do it. Accept the fact that they may not do it the way that you do it. That's fine. Give them time. Give them room. Let, let them grow. Stop trying to do it all. Determine the responsibilities that you can either give away or that you can share and then do it. And use the time that you gain from that delegation to work on your lesson for Wednesday or your sermon for Sunday. Because rest assured, you've got to prepare. You've got to be there. So let's let's talk about this this next one. By by any means necessary. Okay, this is this is the the free for nothing bonus point. Do whatever you have to do to be ready to preach the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Let me say that again. Do whatever you have to do to be ready to preach the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. View your sermon preparation as spiritual warfare. Do you hear me? Spiritual warfare. There is a battle for your attention. The enemy would do anything to keep you from spending time in God's word, preparing the message that God wants you to prepare for your people to hear You've got to fight. You've got to pray hard. You've got to get up early, maybe sacrifice a night of sleep, drink a cup of coffee, turn off the TV, sacrifice your favorite hobby until you're finished. Make deals to treat yourself for the amount of work that you get done. If you have to do that, have, have a reward system. But, 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 but by all means, don't, by any means necessary, don't neglect this. Uh, don't go to lunch until you've made progress. Hold the calls. Turn off the email alerts. Pass certain responsibilities to other people. Do whatever it takes to get ready to preach. So let me go over those again. When it comes to study, number one, plan ahead. Number two, schedule your study time. Number three, steal time. Number four, study when it's time to study. Five, educate your people. Six, Practice intentional neglect. And seven, delegate. So do all of those things by any means necessary. You might hurt some feelings. You might lose some friends. But brethren, we're not here for that. We're here to preach God's word and to do so effectively. As a dying man to dying men, you need to preach this coming Sunday as though it's your last sermon. And the way that you preach this sermon and the way that you convey this truth will determine if one soul will respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's the weight and the seriousness of what you've got before you. Sunday's coming. Here it is Tuesday. Study, study, study. There's nothing worse than somebody who gets up there and millimouths and fumbles and just pukes all over God's pulpit and all over the floor of God's church. Don't do that. Give something that will pierce prick the heart of the hearers that will change their lives that will give them what they need necessary to continue their week 80 something percent of God's people are suffering when they come and sit into your building think about that think about the seriousness of what you have before you preach brethren preach may God bless you in your preaching and your teaching and especially when it comes to study don't drop the ball when it comes time to study